Blog Talk Radio. Them rap guys, them rap guys. 
living Saw the record label, Miss Fish just did it Nylon, couple five minutes Whoa, we are too hot in the business About to make a movie independent Need new trucks independent I need you to listen to the vision All your verses sound like dirty dishes I'm about to clean them in the kitchen And we making money by the minute I'm about to do a way different I am just an icon living I am just an icon living I, I, icon living I am just an icon living, living. I am just an icon I, 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 I am not a Mayan, I'm a menace It's wild, you can lie like a professor I don't got the time to put you on a stretcher Stretcher. I am here in a still flesh I am just an icon living Saw the record label, Miss Fish just did it Whoa, I'm high star, cover five minutes Whoa, we are so hot in the business Last verse was before the award show what? Icon tatted on my torso huh? Me and Moy dipping in the porso What? I ain't even taking on torso What? Uh, damn Last girl signed a divorce, so what? Now I'm focused and we about to all blow up We just trying to make the whole crowd go nuts What? Look, we don't know no one like you huh? Go grills and you dance like Michael what? No eyes, misfits, no typos yeah. Look, wait We just wanna make you go psycho Put a hundred thousand dollars in the Bible Ooh. I took the game with my eyes closed Last verse was before the award show what? Icon tatted on my torso huh? Me and Moy dipping in the porso what? I ain't even taking on torso what? Your shit is fire, I'm more so what? Young Jaden dying on the floor, so what? She broke my heart to the core, so what? I guess we all gotta grow up I'm just an icon living Saw the record label, Miss Fish just did it Ooh. Interview, cover five minutes Ooh. We are too hot in the business Ooh. I'm going straight to the top of the crew We should just chill and maybe take it slow Before we get up there with nowhere to go And we can chill and just look at the view Woo! Damn Load a yellow rose into a rifle Ooh. Me and Harry about to go psycho Psycho Put a hundred thousand in the Bible Bible Damn Wait Go teeth dance like Michael Michael Man this nigga on like a light bulb Light bulb Oh it all the cutting in a tyco Damn About to make a movie independent Need new trucks independent I need you to listen to the vision All your verses sound like dirty dishes I'm about to clean them in the kitchen And we making money by the minute I'm about to do a way different I am just an icon living I am just an icon living I, I, I can't living I am just an icon living I am just an I, I, I can't I am just an icon living I am just an I, I, I can't Real Life Media, Real Life Spill, hosted by Chuck C and your girl A Rain. Real Life Spill, real life for real people. DCO, don't come outside. Valiant One, GMG ATM is the unit. We for on the beat. All, all that cocaine residue I left in the pot, got my shorty flipping. She was trying to cook mashed potatoes for me for dinner with some fried chicken. I ain't get to do the dishes after I cooked up. I was in the rush. So her clean it up for me. She ain't got to cook or the pizza hut. Still gambling with my freedom. I ain't all the way out the mud yet. My little brother be around blood. I'm surprised they ain't turned blood yet. Cops killing niggas, niggas killing niggas, but we ain't getting judged equal. They the one that got badges on. They supposed to protect and serve the people. OG told me drop out. Like, what the fuck a teacher gonna teach you? 
Seen fiends out of y'all, I'm up looking for a vein to stick it with a needle. Commissary for my niggas in the feds, why a Jewish boy fight the case. Killed the nigga, his man got away, he ran so fast, he didn't see my face. Caught the body and I rapped about it. I ain't said his name, but I rapped about it. To me, it's funny, but my man said I caught the body with, don't be laughing about it. Hundred bands worth of jewelry, y'all just to set on niggas with no destination. I don't trust bitches that be like, what you doing, daddy? Text me your location. Stash box in the Cadillac, I can fit about five Dragos in it. A body dropped in my old police, trying to get niggas to stay. I did it. Back then when I fought the case, I used to have to pay my lawyer in the storms. He don't care what they found in the crib, motherfuckers, they ain't had no warrant. Be the case, beat another case, walking out the courtroom, did he bop it? Had a nickname for my lawyer, used to call him the Jewish Danny Cochran. Get me home, keep me out of jail, cause he know he gon' keep getting checked. Hold up, nigga, wait a minute, I ain't finished yet like Nicky X. Meek Mill, voice on the intro, listen, little niggas, I'm on fire. Hands down, homie, I did records with 50 Jay-Z and Mariah. I'm the underrated underdog, but I promise you my time coming. 50 gave me a bag of money, and I ain't even had to sign nothing. Everybody had money to their ear, all oh, men, Jay Thorne say. Niggas down for a hood, they mother parent rented, trying to get the rent paid. Daddy left when the baby came. Left mommy all alone to struggle. My credit good, and I'm throwing money in the club. I ain't knocking bitches up yeah, on the low, that's what Jay did. Brad ain't even on the low. Probably ain't even know he did that, now he did if he ain't know. Selling block or sent to my crime partner, that's what Jay shouted out. Whoa. Even Rolling Stone wrote an article saying that's what he was talking we about. Little niggas ain't bumping J444 went over their head. Niggas grab the little Uzi, push me to the edge, all my friends there to stay. They don't know what real rap out. I'm off this power back out. Sammy St. Patrick was locked up, beat the case, night back out. Watching it with my lady. Maybe it's cause I ain't smoke yet. Call 50 like, yo, why you ain't let Kane to kill ghosts yet? Niggas don't want no beef with us. They freeze up when they squeeze it up. Niggas shooting in the air, trying to hit me, trying to shoot Jesus up. Real niggas out here starving, while the weirdos getting fat. Got a question, this nigga character when you see him hanging around a rat. Niggas be like, I know who did it. That's how the police know who did it. If everybody keep their mouth shut, watch the fast case get acquitted. What's understood, we don't talk about it. Catch the body, we don't talk about it. Fuck short, we don't talk about it. Getting money, we don't talk about it. What's understood, we don't talk about What's understood, we don't talk about What's understood, we don't talk about it. Catch the body, we don't talk about it. Fuck short, we don't talk about it. Getting money, we don't talk about it. What's understood, we don't talk about What's understood, we don't talk about all right, hello, my people. We here, and sorry for the mix-up. I just sent out the wrong number, so correction. 516-387-1817. 516-387. 516-387-1817. So, sorry, um, I'm resending messages out right now at the moment. But hello to the world, and shout-out to everybody who is listening to the sound of my voice. Going to be going on Facebook Live in a sec with the show. You know, it's Wednesday, middle of the week, middle of the work week, middle of the school week. Had a day off. I don't even know how, how I got this all mixed up. But, um, you know, things happen. So it is what it is. But shout-out to everybody that's listening. Shout-out to everybody that's locked in. I'm currently holding it down by myself right now. But it is all good. It's all good in the hood, all good in the field. As they say, practice makes perfect. So, anyways. So, sitting back and I was having a conversation the other day. And I was reminiscing about a couple of things about a couple of people that I worked with. And how I was sharing some stories 
you know, about some of the things that I've been through, some of my life experiences, some of my girlfriend experiences. And I remember one year I was working with a certain individual and they got so upset. They were like, you know what? Don't tell me nothing else. Don't tell me nothing else because, you know, I think you, you telling me all that and I, you know, by you telling me that, I think my man's going to turn around and do the same thing. So I got a little, I got a little little confused with that because I'm like, why would me just sharing some experiences with you make you think your man is doing it? You know, and that's what kind of made me think about topic one about, you know, what do you consider to be too insecure? Because like I said, we were just having basic conversation, just talking about some things. I saw some things, you know, and just some of the things she told me and then one day she just asked me, she was like, you know, she like, well, do you think I'm insecure? Do you think I'm crazy? Do you think I'm bugging out? You know, with some of the scenarios she explained, I'm like, yeah, yeah, you, you are, you are just maybe a little, you know, just maybe a little insecure, just maybe. Um, but with that, so I had a conversation with somebody else over the week recently and and the missus was talking about that, you know, so this is what brought about the question was once again about what do you consider to be too insecure? Now, me, I believe, you know what I'm saying, you should check in with your significant other, your your spouse, whatever, but I don't believe that you should contact them every minute on the minute or every second on the second. You know, I'll use maybe going to the grocery store, for example, Sometimes in the grocery store, it takes a long time. Sometimes an hour, sometimes two hours, you know. But anything over, you know, anything over the two-hour decimal, anything over the two-hour expand, I might just hit you up, you know, and I might just turn around and say, hey, you know, are you okay? Is everything good? You know, but I'm not going to, I'm not really going to go to the extent of, oh, yo, where you at, who you was with, da 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 you know what I'm saying? I don't I don't I don't think it's I, I don't think it's all that. I mean so as we were talking about that, you know, the person who I was talking to, they shared some experiences and we referenced somebody else and it was like they got so in their bag because they do it was gone for like maybe an hour, two hours and like, oh nah, he was gone, he was supposed to be back. He just went to the store, it don't take that long in the store. But especially in the world that we living in right now, with everything that's going on, it's gonna take it's gonna take a minute. Lines out the ass in the store and everything else to that nature. If anybody wants to talk, you know, could always press one. You know, um, y'all tell me, you know, anybody that is listening over the live stream, if you do want to call in, it's five one six three eight seven one eight one seven. Once again, sent the wrong number out in the beginning, correcting that now. But yeah, so like, you know, what what would you consider to be, you know, too insecure? Like do you gotta do you gotta check up on your do you gotta check up on your significant other every minute on the minute or every second on the second? You know, or when they come back, do you have to oh, let me see your phone, you was going too long. You know, there's there's just there's just a lot of it's a lot of different scenarios out there. You know, and I know some would say, "Well, if you show, well, if you show signs of it, then that can make you that way." 
So, but I'm still, but what still beats me is I'm still trying to stem off the fact that I had the conversation with the individual and it flipped back to the fact of, oh, my man, my, don't tell me nothing else because of my man. Don't tell me nothing else because of my man. And we were not talking about your man, you know. And then me being the person, type of person that I am, I turn around. Okay, so is your man doing something? Oh, nah, he's not doing nothing. But, you know, with some of the stories that you tell, you would just, you would just make me, you would just make me think that he's doing something. But how can I make you think that he's doing something based off a story that I told you? Like, that's something, that's something that I'm still not, you know, something I'm still trying to grasp. You know, something I'm still trying to get through my head. Like, I tell you a story and then you flipped it back to him. So, once again, what do we consider to be too insecure? Hold on, we got, I think we got D-Nasty, I'm not mistaken. Hello? Go ahead, D-Nasty, you on the air. Um, yeah, I, uh, like, in a way, I, it's not, she, what happens is not really being insecure. Sometimes we can be too secure that we're insecure because we're too secure and a vice versa. We can be insecure and be, and be too secure that we're insecure. It's like, basically it's like you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. So in her mind, like, although everything was good, and she like, oh, I know my man not cheating. She was so secure that I know my man not cheating. But the fact that another man say, oh, well, this is what I did, and this is what I did, and this is what I did, and she never knew, that made her go in her mind, well, if he did and she didn't know, well, I did I not know, and is it possible because he do some of the same thing? Like the like the, um the problem is what they're saying like, if the shoe fit, wear it. Uh huh. Just because the shoe fit or it appears that it fit doesn't necessarily mean it actually fits. I like, for example, um, my daughter wears a size nine and a half ten shoe, but every nine and a half ten shoe does not fit. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes you can need a wide width, sometimes you need an extra wide width, sometimes you can deal with a regular medium. Mm-hmm. So just because it's it's like it's like this, like they say, if it walks like a duck, quacks like a duck, it's got to be a duck, but that's not necessarily true. Right. See, but in my situation, because the goose sometimes sounds like a duck. See, but in my situation, the girl actually, the girl that I'm cross referencing, she actually knew what was going on. You know what I'm saying? She she knew what was going on, and I cross referenced that in the story too. I'm like, well, she knew. She knew what was going on, you know, and everybody has their opinion. Everybody who knows the real background stories, they all have their opinion about what happened and, you know, and about that particular person that knew what was going on. Hey, Robbie, what's good? Shout out to you. Shout out to everybody that's watching on the Facebook. Yeah, but in this situation, the girl actually knew what, you know, what the deal was. Not like she didn't know what the deal was. Right. She Right, but she knew what the deal was, but at the same time, when she started referencing her man, she didn't know what the deal was. She assumes like this, I assume I got a good man. Mm-hmm. But just because I assume I got a good man, I don't, I'm, I assume, it's like this, like sometimes what they say, what you don't know won't hurt you. Uh-huh. 
But then you got some people that know, and if I know and I turn a blind eye, that's my choice to turn a blind eye. But if I don't, if I have a suspicion, although I'm trying not to be insecure, I'm trying to give you the benefit of the doubt, if somebody comes up and it starts raising flags because it's like, for example, uh, my ex, which sometimes comes on the radio, Steve-O. Uh-huh. He, he, in his past relationships, he went through so much drama in his past relationship with his ex, Delicious and everything else, and his other ex, Cooney, and, you know, so forth, that when me and him was together, because I was independent and I walked out, I had to be doing what they did. Uh-huh. It built an insecurity, even though he know I wasn't doing nothing because I was always home with him. It was the ten minutes he didn't see me that made him question me, because somebody said, "Oh, you know she used to be like this," or "You know she did this back in her day." Uh-huh. But if I'm a go getter in my day, or I was a hoe back in the past, that don't mean I'm still a hoe. Right. Right. And a lot of times, and the problem is sometimes we don't know things, but it's like, for example, my other, my bestie, my sister. The problem with mm-hmm. her and her relationship with her and her man is, what does the common theme men say? Birds of a feather flock together. Right, right. If you got a set of friends and one of them in that group is a hoe, guys, you're going to assume that every girl, your girl is a hoe because she hangs with a hoe, but that's not necessarily true. Right. Hold on and one because second. you yeah. know something about her. Hold, hold on a second. From a pat. Hold on a second. Huh? Hold on one sec. Yeah, yeah, Rob. We're talking okay. about we're talking about what is what is being too insecure in a relationship. Um, if you want to call into the show, it's five one six three eight seven one eight one seven, or you can leave your comments on the Facebook, and I'll just shout them out during the show. All right, go ahead, Dina. I'm sorry. I'm, yeah, and, and the thing about it is, like, if you you know one, if you know the one group girl is a hoe, and you can't say your girl is a hoe, but because she hang with the girl, or because somebody said something in your feelings because you came in, because you feel it some kind of way anyway. Now, when I say you're too insecure, is when everything starts. Oh, you're doing this because you're talking on the phone, or you gotta be cheating because you're talking. I can't hear what you're saying. Or mm-hmm. I got to look at your phone. Who was that on the phone? Oh, where you going? When you coming back? All right. that. There is a thing of being too insecure because after a while, it's, it's passive insecure. It's called paranoia. Mm-hmm. People think insecure is one thing, but being if you get if you start to get too insecure, then that means you're paranoid, which means now you how you end up with a mental condition because and you probably already had that mental condition. Mm-hmm. Because insecurities stem from self worth, mental which which in most cases any psychiatrist psychologist will tell you it'll be some type of some form of mental illness. Mm-hmm. Because in reality everybody has a basic form of insecurity. I don't care who you are. Hey right. baby, all the questions whether their parents love them or not. Mm-hmm. But when that child becomes, starts having separation anxiety, that's a mental issue. Because something or somebody said something or parent did something, and like in my case, 
My kids got separated from me, so my baby ended up with a separation anxiety. And although right. we dealt with it, it's going to be there for the rest of her life. Right. Regardless whether she know it or not. Which means mm-hmm. if she gets into a relationship, she's probably going to be that overly insecure. Where you going? What you doing? When you coming back? And it's not because she's really insecure. It's because she has a different, she has a mental anxiety that people are not um, thinking of. And that's another thing when going into a relationship, you have to get to know that person, that person's background, their family history, because what we deem as being clean or insecure are actually deep-seated mental issues caused by childhood trauma. In other words, and we call it mental issues when actually the correct terminology would be PTSD. Mm-hmm. Um, post-traumatic stress disorder. And almost every adult suffers from some form of PTSD, whether you got your ass whooped too much as a kid, you got picked on as a kid, Mm-hmm. Or you got left alone. You got some form of PTSD, which comes out later on as insecurities. And if you want to combat the insecurities, then you got to combat them extra issues. Mm-hmm. So if you feel like somebody's being too insecure in that person, then you might decide you want group counseling just to get it over. Or you might just want to talk to the person to reassure them, baby, I am not. You know, that's why when I get into a relationship, to try to offset any insecurity because I know I'm a strong, independent woman, which mm-hmm. most guys are very insecure. I let them know. If I tell you I'm at work, pop up on me. Mm-hmm. If I'm if you pop up on me and I'm at, and I'm not there at that particular moment, just sit there while I'm gonna be sure I'm gonna come you'll see who I'm with. I'm gonna type I'll be like, All right, put the GPS tracker on me. I don't care. I have nothing to hide. I'm an open book. See, and, that, and that's you know. to be realistic. But to me, I think, to me, when you got to go to the extreme, and I, it's somebody else I know, and they went to that extreme because they were dealing with somebody, and they said, it's like, yo, I got this tracker, you know, because I'm messing with this dude, yada, 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 you know, and um, he sells houses, whatever, whatever. And she was saying that she just felt like dude was, um, you know, dude was dude was fucking her over or whatever because he said that he sold houses late at night. This is what he was telling her. But she was so used to being with him. So she got she got all in her bag and she's like, you know, she's like, well, I got trust issues real, real bad. So she's like, I would do this to anybody. It's like, if I was dating you, I'd do it to you. If I was dating him, I'd do it to him. But she was saying that she went to the extreme and put a GPS tracking on this dude, under this dude's vehicle and was literally, we were at work and was literally, she was tracking the dude's was tracking the dude's vehicle, and I was like, "Sure, I'm like, you're doing too much." I think, I think that's doing way too much if you got to go to the extreme to put a track to put a tracker on somebody to see where they are. I think what I, I mean, my but, opinion. But that's the whole thing. He said it off top that she has severe trust issues. Yeah. So, I, yeah. You know, oh, hold on, one second. That's because she's been hurt. Don't know where they came from. A parent. But probably most of the time it stems from your parents, stems from your childhood. Now, as an adult, some other something else went went wrong, which sent her spiraling. So now she doesn't trust any mm. men, and it could be because of what her daddy did to her mama. Mm. Like my daddy, for example, my daddy didn't trust no woman, so he died alone, never married. 
Why? Because his daddy was a hoe, cheated on his mama, mama got tired of it, and cheated on the daddy. And of course, mommy, because he was the youngest baby, she had to take him around. She had to take him along, but she didn't know that he was watching everything. You know, because a lot of women don't realize that their children are very inquisitive. And even if you're mm-hmm. not doing something with somebody, your child to make up in their head fantasies that you did something that you did not do, because they need something to believe, because they don't know anything, and they're grasping. Mm-hmm. And with that, it stemmed. It went all the way into his adulthood. Mm-hmm. Well, he didn't trust a woman because cause of what his mom, because daddy said not to trust a woman, and mommy did this, not realizing what daddy, but what everything daddy did was okay. Mm. And, and you then, have a lot of things that happen. All right, so one of my people in the comment, they was I'm not I'm not gonna name drop, but they were telling me about um one of their situations at work, and they said that they lady cheated on them and said he he said that's actually how he called her. He put a tracking device on her and that's how he called her. He said but the whole thing was he said he didn't have any security any insecurities towards her at all. So how do you well, what do you think about a situation to, like if that? He put a track, if he put a tracking device on her, he had to have some type of insecurity because why else would you track somebody because at the end of the day it's a free play. it's a free world, a free planet. You go and come as you feel like, and now what I do is what I do. You give me the benefit of the doubt until otherwise. Now, if I gave you some reason to distrust me or I'm acting some kind of way, then yeah. If you ask me and I tell you no and you still feel some kind of way, that's an insecurity that you have, and yeah, you're going to track me to see. Now, the thing about it is, is yeah, he caught her cheating. So in his mind, he was justified for putting a tracking device. But what if there was nothing going on and he never caught her cheating? Would he feel like an asshole? See, that that I don't know. I guess he, he, he is listening. So because I he didn't he find anything. Sometimes you look for things and you want something to be so so true that you'll make it happen, just even if it's not, just because. He said... Some, the problem with humans is, and it doesn't matter what what color you are, whatever... The problem with humans is we have a we have a tendency to self sabotage. Mm-hmm. He said something going acting. too good. We 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 force the other shoe to drop. He said that she started acting funny in the relationship, and yes, I know exactly who you're talking about. Remember, I've been I've been there just that long at the time that y'all were um that y'all were together. And he said, and what he said was, and also he said no. He said I feel like shit because I gave her. I gave her my all. I even took care of her two daughters. He said that they were not mine. He said, but better than the real father. Uh huh. So that was that was the that was the response to the question you asked, I guess. Right, right. But the thing about it is, is she like he said, she started acting funny, which raised suspicions, which brought out his insecurities. He cannot say he wasn't insecure because if he was not insecure, he wouldn't have put that tracking device in the first place. He wouldn't even thought anything twice about her acting funny because everybody goes through mood swings. Everybody mm-hmm. goes through changes at some point or another. Mm-hmm. It's based on what you're willing to do and are you the cause of that mood swing? What did you do? See, the problem is most of us, with, with most people, myself included, we tend to look outside to try mm-hmm. to find fault or justification when the fault lies within ourselves. Mm-hmm. 
like like Steve O, for example, his thing was bitches ain't shit, ain't all women are no good, all this, that, and the other. And you got these men out here, Chris Brown saying hoes ain't loyal, these hoes ain't loyal. But if the hoes aren't loyal and, the, and ain't and bitches ain't shit, what does that say about you? Because if every woman that you got ain't shit, then that means you an ain't shit nigga. Mm-hmm. If every girl you with is not loyal, that means you're not loyal. So Rainy. at some point, hey everybody, it's raining in the building. Dinasi, are you speaking from experience? I'm speaking from experience and observation. Okay, so we um hold on. He said that he said he said he didn't have. He said tell her I wasn't insecure. I had no reason to be insecure because I gave her my all, but I knew she started. But when she started acting funny, I knew there was a reason. So yeah, so basically, like you know, like that's you said, you know, when she started acting funny, you know, regardless what he said, he wasn't insecure. Her acting funny caused him to get insecure. And then she says, and then he also said, let her know that a year after we broke up, she even confided in him, and so basically apologized for everything she did because she knew she fucked up and she had a good man in her life. Right, and she had issues. Instead of him talking, and that's the whole thing, even though she had a good man in her life, the problem is we can have something good, but because we were used to something bad, we, like I said, we self-sabotaged. Mm-hmm. And after the cheating incident, things went downhill because it mm-hmm. fed his insecurities. It caused severe insecurities where he didn't have any before. She started acting funny, which gave him suspicion, which raised insecurities. Um, then he turned around and he found out what he was suspecting, which raised even more insecurities, mm-hmm. which then the relationships cannot last if you don't talk about it. Due to the fact he didn't say, why did you do this? Mm-hmm. He just let it go. A lot of times, like they said, you we cut off our nose to spite our face. And you know, if and, you have, because everything is like the 80-20, everything is not going to be perfect in any relationship. Mm-hmm. Now, if, you know, if it's 80% good and then, okay, fuck up 20%, you gonna throw away the whole relationship because the twenty because of that twenty percent came out. That's I mean, why see men tend to walk away before women do, because men feel like they want they say they want everything to be perfect and it's not perfect. Women realize nothing's perfect. We deal what we do. We deal men cheat and we deal with it. We eat that shit. The girl done came, and see the difference between men and women. Women we're petty. We go and we'll yes. tell the other bitch and we'll start fights and everything else to make because we want that man to ourselves. But men, they don't care that it's the next man. It could be his best friend, girl, and he gonna see with it because he don't really want it. He want her, but he don't mind sharing. So basically, his, but he don't so like to share. So yeah, so basically his issue was there. I, I would say there's no honesty because he said he asked her why and she would not complain. She wouldn't complain. So he said, so that was always in his mind about how she didn't come clean. Like, so he felt like the relationship wasn't going to be able to continue without answers. So basically he wanted closure on the situation. I guess she didn't want to give closure on the situation. So I guess he just felt like, fuck it, that's it. Because he didn't get the closure that he was looking for. And sometimes closure don't come right away. Because you have, it's just like, 
um, you got to remember a relationship is just like an addiction. It's a process to it. You can't mm. go go off drugs, cold turkey, mm. and don't expect a relapse or somebody. The first stage of of you uh, addiction is you also have to understand that at the same time, closure does not always come from another person. Sometimes you got to give yourself closure. If you're looking for closure from that person, sometimes you'll never get it because you see that they did something wrong. And in their eyes, they didn't do anything wrong because at the end of the day, although we get in relationships, marriages, et cetera, you still have to understand that the other person in that relationship or marriage is a person. They have feelings and they are at the same time, although they're in a relationship or a marriage with you, People grow, people change, and they go through cycles themselves. They live for themselves as well. Five one six. Hold on, talk about it. Hold on, Vanessa. Five one six three eight seven one eight one seven. Five one six three eight seven one eight one seven. You want to call up? And uh, some and sometimes people just it's like it's like this. Sometimes you get caught in it. The embarrassment will stop you from talking because. You have to relive everything, and then even though he wanted to talk about it, she wasn't ready because she was processing it internally. And sometimes internal com- um, processing takes forever. Like for example, women that have been sexually assaulted, it might, they may never get over it because they don't fully That's internalize oranges, it. That's apples and oranges, I'm sorry. That's apples and oranges. No, you no, can't no. Say that. I, no, you I can't, say- no, I disagree because I I always say this. It's bullshit when somebody say, oh, I didn't want to talk about it because I was embarrassed. Why were you embarrassed? Because you wasn't embarrassed when you was out there doing it. You only embarrassed because you got caught. But see, that's that's what I'm trying to tell you. Is That's why I say internalize it. You have to take a res- responsibility for everything. Some people aren't ready to take responsibility. That's why I'm you, that's you what I mean when I say internalize it. But that's bullshit, and that's why it's I say like a lot of people like I to make excuses for other people because how is it that you, instead of instead of... To me, you're a coward because if it's that serious, be honest with whoever you with. Stop wasting their time because if you ain't going to be able to address it, if you're not going to be able to address it, then you shouldn't be doing it. If you can't be accountable that's for your all, actions, then you don't have see, no business doing it whatsoever. Your thing is you're going, you're going into cowardice, but cowardice is still a form of insecurity. We're talking cowardice about insecurities in insecurity. A cowardice is a form of insecurity that you're no, not, not good enough. No, it's not. That, that don't mean that you're not good enough. Something. No, a lot of no. I can't agree with you on that because a lot of people show cowardice because it's not that I don't feel like I'm good enough. Or it's not that, or it's not that I'm ashamed of myself. It's I don't want to admit that I'm wrong, or I don't want to admit that I hurt somebody else because then I have to be accountable and have to acknowledge your feelings. When in actuality, I don't I don't really give a fuck about your feelings because I was doing me to begin with. And then sometimes it's a and also right, but you say that, but sometimes people don't speak on it, and it's cool, and it got and that's a double edged sword because you want to call it cowardice, but sometimes it could be empathy or sympathy because I could be that don't cold hearted. Empathize with you me, can, empathize with me because you did something to hurt me. Just give me what I'm asking for. Give me my honesty. You but when you when you lie to you a person more. or you keep no here, here when you lie to a person in a situation like that or you keep the truth from them, you're not bettering your relationship and you're not bettering yourself. You're crippling yourself and you're crippling that person because again, something you you taking an option from that person. 
maybe that person feels like, okay, well, if you can talk to me about it or we can talk about it and address what the issue is, then we can move past it. But if you're not willing to talk about it, then why am I here? Don't beg me to say. But if you come to me and say, let's talk about it so we can move past this because this is how I feel. This is how I feel. The problem is when it comes down to the other party, it's all about how you feel and how the other party feels, it's not how the person error. that did it. Right. It's always, it's and always then it comes down, down to a breakdown in communication. Right, but you can have you can have great communication. Now, if you have great communication, it's always it basically in life. In order to go forward and get closer to anything, you have to learn to agree to disagree and let go. Callers out there, if you want to talk, please press one. If not, continue listening. Because I can I can turn around and say you didn't make me feel pretty. But this person did, and in your mind, you're going to come back and justify and be like, I did. I bought you this, and I was like, no, I was baby, no, ooh. No, uh, and that's why I said a lot of people need to cut, and that's why I'm going to say this, and I say this all the time for the people that are closely around me. That's narcissist behavior. You don't get to tell a person how they feel based on your actions. All you can do is acknowledge the fact that they were hurt, et cetera, et cetera, and apologize. I'm sorry. I thought that if if my those are not my intentions to not make you feel pretty. I thought that I would make I was making you feel pretty. I apologize that you feel that way. What can I do to change this the the situation going forward? Hold on. If you have called into the show and if you want to talk on the show, press one and I'll bring you on to the show. If you want to talk on the show. The topic at hand right now is what do you consider to be too insecure? If you want to call into the show, the number is 516-387-1817. Again, that is 516-387-187. We do have a caller that does want to speak. Caller, you're on the air. Yeah. What's good? Hi. What's good? What's good? What's up, so, boss? So what's up? So so talk to us. What's what's on your mind? So who's that talking in the background? Is that your wife? That's that's one of them. Yeah, that's that's one person. All right. Yeah, I oh. like what she's saying, and she's right. And, and she that's says, your mother-in-law also. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. You know, we could have planned to move forward with our relationship if she would have explained why she did what she did. Right. And, but the thing about it is, you like, why? And she couldn't tell you why because sometimes we don't know why we do the things. Bullshit. Uh, it, it, uh, you could have given the reason as simple as because we all can say that it was a matter of the fact that you wanted to do it. Whether you knew the reason of why you wanted to do it or not, you still did it. So even when I asked why, you could have simply said it was something I wanted to do. Right, but when you ask a kid, why did you, why did you drop that plate? I don't know. No, my kids are honest. <laughs> my kids are bluntly honest. Well, my kids, my kids always hit me with the I don't know. They only tell you I don't know. Oh, they they don't know. But other than that, my kids are honest. I'd be like, why did you do that? Because I wanted to? Or because she did X, Y, and Z? Or he did X, Y, and Z? Right, let's stay on topic, though. We got 10 minutes before we got to jump to the next. So... Um, whose feedback is that in the background? 
Well, anyway, brother, you know my relationship I have with home is really good. Mm-hmm. No, but sometimes things have to die out on its own. And like they say, closure is like a type of forgiveness. Closure is it is for you, not the other person. Just like forgiveness is for you, not the other person. But yeah, closure sometimes you can talk things about it, and sometimes distance. talking about things make things worse. Hey, hold on, hold on. What did you say, Rob? You, you said you never got the closure you was looking for? I never got the closure. So well, honey, you gotta get that closure from yourself. You know that that, that relationship did not move forward because she could not be honest with either you or herself, and or both. And you have to leave that where it's at. Know that you did all that you could do in that relationship, and you gave your all, and it wasn't good enough for her, or that's what, or she wasn't ready for it at the time. That's for closure. Your closure was you walking away. I know no, still wants to know why. I walking that. away was dignity. It wasn't closure. No, for him that was one. That's the thing. When people talk about when you just made that decision to walk away, you close that chapter. You chose to close that chapter. Now your closure is for you to accept your decision. That's your no, closure. I disagree. Your decision to walk away was to protect your feelings. It has nothing to do with closure. You, that's like you, you, if you know something burn, you're going to keep, you're going to keep putting your hand in the fire or you're going to take it out because you know it's burning and your skin melting away. Well, the thing about it is once you took it out, that was your decision to take it out. Now you're going to wrap it because eventually it's going to heal. But you, yeah, you but that healing might take healing. If you're constantly dwelling on that fire, you're going to go back and try to see why did it burn you. And you're going to burn yourself again. That's why when you do your plug, you accept your decision. You accept your decision and move forward. And that's part of your past now. And you keep it moving and keep stepping. That way you don't have to look back. That is your closure. Now, if that's you, not that, closure. If you know, and that's why so many people are walking around broken because they think that walking away from something is closure. That's not closure. Walking away from that's something because is they protection. Have not, the key word, see, that's the thing about it is you're looking at the fact that they're walking away. The key word is not walking away. The key word is acceptance. When you accept you can, what happens, you can, that you, you can remove it. yourself from something without accepting the reality. It happens all the time. That is why there are a lot of people walking around broken. Right, and eventually you have to accept what you are in order to move Because in their mind, they don't feel like they did anything wrong. If I talk to 20 people and tell them the situation, and everybody tell me I was justified, then in my mind, I'm going to feel like I was right in the situation. I didn't do shit wrong. Right, and if you you understand, and in your mind, if you feel like you didn't do anything wrong, regardless of what anybody else says, you're cool, you accepted that, then you have your own closure. You can't look to somebody else for closure. You have to look towards yourself. It's all mm-hmm. about your acceptance and what you're willing and to keep it moving. And sometimes you like Chris said, you have to agree to disagree. Because if you don't agree to disagree, then you don't have closure right then. And you're going to always be like, oh, I got to right. keep proving so myself. Oh, no, I got to be right. I got to so do this. Case, no, I, I say, agree let to your, Let you agree moving. to disagree be your closure. But don't just say, oh, your closure wasn't walking away. That's not, that, that's not accurate. Well, when he walked away, there and are he, plenty of situations. And you just gave needed. an example of one where you walked away from a situation because it was doing damage to you. However, you you it took you a minute to get closure. Yeah, now I had to close myself. 
That's my point. So you cannot you say that walking okay, away from prison was somebody's closure. closure. Sometimes it don't happen that quick. Closure is like a door, and, and, and it's just that. Closure is like a door. Closure is like a door. You, can walk closure. A door. you can walk in and out of a door without closing it or opening it. Right, which means that means anybody can walk in and out that door. Exactly. And yourself that's how, open that's, and vulnerable. That was my point. But if that you close your door and you get the closure. That you gain closure does not mean that you've healed because, boom, that relationship ended and you walked away. But here it is down the line. Let's say you met your soulmate. And they have some some behaviors that have triggered that those insecurities in you from the last situation. Because you didn't find closure from that situation, now you're skeptical and walking on eggshells in your current situation. Okay, I, I, okay, I get your point of view, but then that means you didn't lock that door behind you. You might have closed the door, but you didn't lock it. Sometimes that's not your door Therefore, to close. the door came back open. Sometimes that's not your door to close, or sometimes you feel like you thought you closed that door and it swung back open years later, and you don't even right, realize you're you still door. hurting from that situation. You like, God damn, where these feelings come? From? Right, but that's still internalizing, and that's what I said before. You came on the air. You we sometimes we don't fully internalize. Just like when your father, somebody in your family, your mother, father passed passed away. A lot of times we grieve, and we don't fully grieve. It don't hit us a years later. Yeah, I agree. I agree. That's with you an there. internalization. Yeah, or not even a matter of internalization. It could be a matter of perception. Perception is still internal. No. Perception, How, can, be many, perception can be from many different aspects. But it's still internal because it's what you on the inside, how you feel on the inside. Perception is from your point of view internally. Not With influence, yes. With influence, yes. Exactly, but it's still internalizing. And that's the thing. Everybody's looking outside the box. Everybody's looking through the window instead of looking inside the house. You're looking outside your house when you should be looking inside. And it's like, this is why sometimes, sometimes people get stuck looking inside the house and that's a downfall. You're too busy in, and, and in, internalizing and compartmentalizing to... things that you forget to look out. Mm-hmm. Right, but you have it's all in balance, and it's why you have psychologists and and psychiatrists and therapists because they help you to look inside, internalize because you still have to internalize, compartment, um, departmentalize. For the rest of your life, you do that as a family. You do that when you so, become a mother. So many people. And I thank God for years of therapy because so many people need to learn the one DT skill that they taught us, and DBT skill that they taught us, and it's called radical acceptance. Sometimes we take things too literal process, or take too long to process them or over-process them mm-hmm. or are so stuck in the perception of mm-hmm. what somebody else wants us to be or what this situation could be when we forget to just sink in and live in the moment, and radical acceptance is doing that. Radical acceptance is right. second to uh, five minutes, <laughs> however long you need, but is processing the fact of what is happening right then and there. Right, and at the same time, it's and it's basically internalizing and, like you said, accepting, which is something you have to do. Because the funny thing is, most kids, 
don't understand until you become a parent. You don't understand what it's like. You think your parents are the wrongest thing in the world. They did this, they abused you, they did that and the other. Then when you become a parent, you turn around and thinking you're changing and doing other things. And you're like, oh, my mama did this, so I'm not going to do this. I'm going to do that. But then what you didn't want to do with your – you didn't want to treat your kids like your mama treated you, and you thought you were doing better by your kids than what your mama did to you. And then you turn around, and when your kids get big, they said you, – they, you, they feel the same way about you as you felt about your mother. So it's like, what good did you make? But then you have to accept that, like, okay, I get it now. Again – uh, off topic, but this is why I said in an episode where we were talking about parenting and, and raising children, you also have to understand that your children are humans. They're not a possession to be possessed. It's not, oh, my kids, my kids, my kids. I get that they're an element of you, but at the same time, you need to understand that they are also human. They also feel. They also have feelings. Right. And <clears throat> also, there are things that need to be taught to them. Just because your parents didn't teach it to you doesn't mean that you shouldn't teach it to your children. That's why people always I, I get into this combative argument a lot with people about how I'm raising my kids. I want my kids to be self-aware of how they feel. You don't. Uh, nobody gets to invalidate your feelings. That's one thing that a lot of parents take away from their children. And they feel like, oh, because I'm the parent and I fucking said so, they don't like to admit that they were wrong. I apologize to my kids all the time. If I'm wrong, I will apologize. But number one thing is, and this is what your parents said, every girlfriend said, your brother said, your cousin said, the preacher said, everybody said, get over it. When you get over it, that's acceptance. That's you don't closure. get to tell somebody how long they do or don't take to get over no, something. No, it ain't. It ain't tell you. It don't tell you. You're not no, giving them a time limit. You're just saying get over it. I'm telling people that. You don't get to tell somebody get over it because you're over something. That's narcissist behavior. Mm-hmm. Well, if that's the case, the world is narcissist because what you got to think about yes, is. Yes, we have a lot of narcissists in the world. Yes. Unfortunately, because the is being that- ran by a narcissist. Right, but at the end of the day, this is what this is the thing I say, and this is what people don't want to come down to insecurities. You're not gonna put your insecurities off of me and make me have my own insecurities because I already have my own. We all have our own battles we're dealing with. So when I tell you to get over it, that means you don't have to get over it right then and there. I just don't want to hear about it no more. Because what you got going on, okay, ain't got so nothing then to do with you me. Remove yourself from me, and this is what people need to stop doing. Stop inserting yeah, yourself. If, if people, people, uh-uh. Stop inserting yourself in people's lives and telling them, "Oh, I care about you. I'm here for you," et cetera, et cetera. Calling yourself a friend or a lover or this, that, and the third. And then when somebody is expressing their feelings to you, oh, get over it because it's not something you want to hear. Right, but Again, at the same time, it's not all about you, acknowledging somebody else's feelings. You do not get to dictate or tell somebody what type of time they get to live their life on or how they get to feel. That is not your ability because you don't like it no, when it's done to it's you, not. so stop doing it to somebody else. It's simple as acknowledging somebody's feelings. I'm not saying that you have to agree with them, but acknowledge their feelings. Okay, and, 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 and I want to go to commercial. I see, I understand you feel that way. But it's like this. Now, if I, I'm a narcissist, but I said, I understand you feel that way, but you know what? Too bad, so sad. That's your feelings. It's not mine. I, I validate your feelings. But some people, it's simply saying, 
I hear what you're saying. I validated your feelings. I didn't agree with them. I I hear what you're saying. Okay, but that other part wasn't necessary. All right, listen, we got to go to commercial. Um, Everybody that's watching the Facebook Live, I'm going to end this video because, you know, um, Facebook with the copyright and the music and all that. So when we come back, I'll start up another live video. We're going to jump into topic two, and we'll be right back. Okay.
Okay, we are back and welcome back to the Real Life Spill Show. Want to thank D Nasty for coming in and holding it down with me in the very beginning. You know, sometimes I get a little lost, but I do know how to hold it down. But um, thank you, thank you, thank you very much for coming in the first half and holding it down with your boy. I appreciate you for that. And you know, it something interesting today. Before we even go into um, topic two and three, I don't know how many of y'all saw the um, new tales from the hood, but it it was very good. I mean, there's no comparison to tell you know the original version, but three was rather good. So um, y'all should definitely definitely check that out. If anybody who is watching the Facebook Live, if you want to call into the show, the number is 516-387-1817. Again, that is 516-387-1817. As I said, I apologize for the mix-up earlier. I sent out the wrong number. That was my fault for not double-checking, but nevertheless, we are here. If anybody does want to talk that's currently on the board, you can press 1, and I'll bring you on to the show. Me and Rain currently holding it down in the building. Um, Where's that? Where's that? Where's that? Where's that? Where's that? Where's that? I think Teray is in the building. Yes, I am. Hi, honey. Hey there. (laughs) I joined in during heated debate (laughs) just before the the, uh, commercial break. You can't ride on. You can't ride on time. Can't ride on time. Ride on time. GT is here too, but I think he's just. I think he's just listening for the most part. Ooh, real quick, can I throw this in here? Did y'all hear about the controversy that's going on uh, for the last episode of Red Table Talk? Because um, Willow said that in the black community mothers raise their sons differently than they raise their daughters and everybody's in a frenzy and I'm like on my behalf from the experience that I know and the people around me it's the truth what's the issue yeah I mean what is the issue I, I can't even say it's a black community thing but I've seen it in all dynamics where sons are raised she was speaking from uh, from what she's experienced in her demographic I don't see nothing wrong with that I do agree that it's in all demographics but I strongly feel like it is a really crippling factor in the black community well, probably so but I I don't, literally don't know in like alright for instance in my family I have a sibling who is male but he's not the only male he's coddled because he had a lot of developmental and health issues as a child and even when his health issues I'm not going to say they completely went away because he's still they're lifelong issues. But the point mm-hmm. is, when it was no longer crippling or life threatening, they still treated him with kitty gloves forever. And mind you, he's three years older than me. He's he's my big little brother. If you ask any of my cousins, <laughs> he's the baby of the family. So people are like, oh, you're the youngest, you're the baby, you're spoiled. And all my cousins, they'll all vouch for me and be like, nah, that was the one before her. He's the baby of the family. I know I'm a shake of for this. Day. I'm gonna shake a couple of rims, rattle a couple of feathers, and shake a couple, shake a couple of trees. But I solely think it's because mothers raise their daughters 
and love on their sons. I don't give a shit who get mad, but that's how I see it. They raise their daughters and love on their sons because a lot of that coddling comes from all the missed out or unsuccessful relationships or qualities that they were looking for in a man. Now you putting them off on your son, forgetting that Mm -hmm. you're raising your son to eventually be somebody else's husband. Now he done became the man in your house and you, 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 as I like to say, have developed the Oedipus complex for some to the terminology that you want to fuck your son and for others, not quite, but damn near enough. And Ooh, you over insert yourself into their relationships and their marriages all right but well regarding the Oedipus complex i have situations like i said my specific family is not like that because there are two boys in my family and there's only one that's well like a brat to this day the other (laughs) one you know is not like that but my parents weren't like that and as far as i know i don't think that yeah, I don't really have any cousins or anybody who's like that either. But anyway, what you reminded me of is I have seen growing up um, friends who were treated that way by their mothers, but not so much on that level. But what I did notice is that when those boys got of age, like high school age, college age, them same mothers, they loved the attention of having the boy and all his friends over. I'm not saying she actually did anything or these women actually touched <laughs> the boys. But they love the male attention that they get from mm-hmm. the younger men. And what ends up happening is they'll always be the mom, the quote-unquote cool mom. And whether they're really cool with it or not, we just know they're reaping the benefits of being around all the young teens. So that's what oh. it's really about. So mm-hmm. whether they're partaking in the teen or not, the point is they're around it. And they like that attention. They like feeling like the cool mom, the one that everybody wants to be around. They'll offer to give the ride. They'll offer to uh, cook the snacks and all that. When they know damn well they're tired of all this food, they eat up all this freaking food. They're just happy for the attention. The male attention. Don't forget that. Yeah. Male let's, attention. Let's Young male attention. If she can have all them friends. I don't want all them hot tail ass girls in my house. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Oh, that was off topic. But um, on to topic number two. What do you think is better, premarital sex or premarital abstinence? Better. Mm, That's subjective. Based on the person and their values. Like some people, some people have their own um, journey that they're on for whatever reason. Maybe they had trauma as a child. Maybe they had, you know, relationship uh, trauma. Maybe they are working on themselves and they know themselves and they know that if they get intimate with someone too soon before they're, you know, really really ready, they. I don't know. I, I think that's a subjective thing, and I don't want to speak on what's right for anyone because I've known couples who were abstinent. And I know couples who weren't, and mm-hmm. the ones who weren't and were, like, they're not any happier or unhappier than the other. That's why I said it's, like, it's an individual decision. So I, it's not my place to judge, and I respect anyone's decision to do or not do before they get married. So. Okay. Um, I, I somewhat agree with that. Um, I can't oh. do it, though. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> to start off what I'm about to say, it's not off my brand of not my body. I'm going to say again, I ain't judging nobody, and this is just that my opinion and my interpretation of this situation. I feel like, based on a biblical standpoint and knowing what I know about sex in general, I feel like premarital abstinence is better only because people keep forgetting that 
sex is not just sex. It's not just for a feeling. Every time you lay down with somebody, you are oh, another stop, can of worms. You, you're tying your soul to that person. You're spiritually inclined with that person at this point. So now you walk around with their demons and everything else, and people wonder why they're miserable. Um, oh, but I, I'm not gonna go down that road. I'm gonna I'm stay on You topic. know what? I I I put rain on to. <laughs> I don't okay. I don't know what to call it. A writing. I'm gonna call it a writing because I don't want to call it a book, but a writing that I'm doing. And I showed her some other things on another subject. I'm all over the place in this writing because I haven't actually formulated what I wanted wanted to do. But that's one of the things mm-hmm. that I put in my writing is that every person you sleep with, it's actually been proven. I'm gonna find the study. At some point, if you guys just start talking, I'm going to start Googling with my little fingers when you guys are talking. <laughs> but there actually was a study. They only did it on women, though, because we're the receivers. So they actually did a, a not a genetic test, a, a test that basically states that you carry the DNA of every person you sleep with, whether you use it yeah. for protection or not. It's like you literally carry pieces well, of the DNA of that person. So imagine if you're carrying pieces yeah. of DNA of the person forever. Imagine what other spiritual ties, like she said, you're attaching yourself to. So then let's say you had a wild moment or a wild couple of years, you were going through some stuff and you tried to sleep your way through it. And then mm-hmm. you wonder why down the line, like you have all these emotions and a certain things you just can't let go of. And it's not so much that you even think about those dudes. It's just, you just can't figure out why you can't get right in your head and just like not understanding. And I'm not saying this is everybody. I'm not saying this is everybody. I'm just saying some people, especially if you are like myself and you're very sensitive to spiritual things, and, like, you just feel everything in your empath. And, like, that is the worst type of hoe is the empath hoe. Because you will be stuck on everybody <laughs> yeah. who you slept with. And you, and wonder you will why everything them is draining all you in your heart like and your mind and your spirit and your soul. You. And it's going to come out. And yep. it's going to drive you insane because you are, are – it's bad enough. I can go to a grocery store and walk past somebody who's crying, and I messed up all day just because I walked past that person and I was too close to them. And I literally have to pray those emotions off of me for the rest of the day. Like, it, it's really bad. It's been like that all my life. And I noticed my little one is like that, too. My youngest son is the same way. That like He's a serious empath. Like, he feels everything you feel. And I noticed that, like, if I have been intimate with someone in the past, if I if I broke up with that person, what I have to do is literally pray that person and fast that person off of me to move on to the next relationship because I can't just jump to the next relationship because I will be messed up. So, I don't know. That's just me. Yep. So, um... Yeah, I also feel like premarital abstinence is better because. Okay, wait a minute. <laughs> Let me back back up a little bit. So I said because now you the sleeping with the sleeping with people prior to you 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 soul tying yourself. For example, I'm just gonna give a quick quick example. I know a couple that was working. They were trying to conceive, as I call it, TTC, uh, which is what most people. That are trying to conceive, call it. But Everything's a damn abbreviation now. Right, they was they was trying to conceive, mm-hmm. and more so on in the beginning, it was both mutually really really wanted a baby, and then they got to a patch where it caused a rift in their marriage. So the wife is still trying because now she's feeling like less than a woman. She's been like something broken in her, and the husband got frustrated because. At that point, the wife was uninterested in sex until she could figure out what was wrong with her baby maker. Um, he stepped out. And I kid you not, the woman that he 
stepped out with there, they she was also married, and in her marriage, they were having infertility issues, not because she couldn't become pregnant, but she couldn't keep a viable pregnancy. He slept with her, came back home to his wife, slept with his wife. Sure enough, wife got pregnant, but now guess what? Guess what her burden was? Wasn't infertility anymore. It was the fact that she couldn't have a viable pregnancy because he brought that next woman's demons to his wife. They not have a kid, but it took a whole lot of fasting and a whole lot of praying because they went into the church house and got it right. I mean, but to each mm-hmm. his own, everybody has a different preference. But speeding forward, the reason I also say that premarital abstinence is better is because I feel like with premarital abstinence, if you've never had sex with anybody else, then you don't have such high expectations of, of what sex is supposed to be and it won't be or he not doing it right or she can't do this like such and such and such and such and there won't be that lust or that void for lack thereof because as far as you concerned when you break it in with this person that you're not married to if y'all really in love it's everything he hitting all the right spots she doing all the right stuff y'all don't know no difference don't give nobody no room to tell you no different. Because I promise y'all, sex ain't all it's cracked up to be. If you're not into it with this person and there's not some kind of attraction, and I don't mean lustful attraction, because that shit die out quick. If you're not actually attracted to that person, like spiritually or emotionally inclined with that person, sex is just that. It's dry. It's some, I ain't going to say everybody dry, but it's pretty much just friction uncomfortable well I've, I've had a situation where in a past relationship uh once the relationship started going sour and i started realizing that this person is not who i thought they were before this person was a sexual adonis and was oh my god he was everything but then once you over to the point where i'm just like done with your ass i don't care what trick you did that i love before i hate it now just because of you so, it's not even a, day, it's not even a matter of the fact that yeah. you hate it. It just doesn't entice you anymore because exactly. your because you, your spirit, who you are, the piece of turd that you are, makes me not attracted to you. So therefore, I don't care how good your stroke is, how good your tongue game is. Like you turn me off. You as a person turn me off. So yep. yeah, and that's why I keep hearing a lot of women brag about the size and all this. Don't get me wrong, good size is is a good thing, but at the same time, you got people with mandingos that don't know what the hell they're doing. Um, however, it's not always about and who the trash people wide is the trash can attached who to the <laughs> Who penis the longest <laughs> or the fattest? I promise you, you could have the best, most exhilarating sex in your life. And a lot of people don't even know what the hell an orgasm is. I just be screwing just to be screwing um, <laughs> for, that, for that little ass cum. Let me tell you something. It wasn't until I got married to my husband that I really and truly experienced a full orgasm. I was like, what I don't the hear fuck this. is this? I really don't want to hear this. <laughs> <laughs> yes, me and my two inches did it. Let me tell the world, me and my two inches did it, baby. (laughs) I was just like, oh, my God, what is this? This has never happened to me before. My ass with the Googling and all kind of shit. I even went and asked my damn OBGYN. I was like, look, miss, see what happened was we was doing this and the third. And then then this happened to me. And she was like, oh, well, congratulations. You've experienced an orgasm. 
I was like, oh, for real? That's what that's like? Oh, I want to do that again. <laughs> and you know what's funny? Oh we actually joke, should do a joke. women's talk where we mention this. Because to be honest, I agree. Like, a lot of these young girls, like, it's just so many. Like, okay, I'm not going to say who, but there's a family member of mine who's a lot younger than me. And I am her go-to person for everything. And because I love the fact that she feels comfortable enough to share because I feel like every young person needs that one person that can be the non-judgmental, open-minded ear. Granted, when she's dead-ass wrong, I let her know you're wrong for that and you need to, you know, X, Y, Z. But at the same time, when she just calls me just to vent, I allow her to talk. I don't care if it's boy problems, school problems, money issues, job, parents, whatever it is, it stays between us. I'm dying with those secrets and that's it. So one thing I did tell her when she felt she was ready to start doing that, I let her know. I said, number one, please treat, not even so much the whole losing your virginity thing, because I'm not going to lie. It's not that serious when you lose your virginity. It's overrated. I mean, (laughs) in general, giving your body to anyone is important. So it doesn't matter if it's your first, second, third, tenth, whatever it is. The point is soul ties is soul ties is soul ties. What I let her know is the importance of the spirituality of sex. And then I also taught her the biology of it as well. And I was like, listen, your parents are not going to tell you this. Your school is not going to tell you this. I'm going to let you know this right now. Be careful what you put up there as far as whether it's spermicide, know your pH, know this and that. Like I taught her how to clean herself properly after, how you shouldn't use certain things after or before, what might irritate you, what might not. Like what's crazy is a lot of these kids are just doing it, don't even realize how to clean themselves properly after don't know what soap they should or should not be using. And I like there. to say they don't know they like, asshole from their mouth. They don't. They don't know nothing. And it's just sad because it's like they just know, okay, this goes in that. All right, boom, got it. And it's like, no, sweetheart. And it's You're sadly not because it. it's always the elephant in raising children of, I ain't just thinking about you about no damn sex because I don't want my child having sex. Let me tell y'all something. The best thing I could you know ever do. girls gave my... themselves vaginal infections because they don't know how to treat themselves after <laughs> having sex? Or like when you start having sex, how your body changes? Was educate my girls, and I have not educated my my little one yet because she's not ready, but I've educated my two oldest on the formality of sex, what sex is, what happens from sex, and how to properly clean themselves and how to learn their body. Listen to your body, ladies. Your body will tell you everything that you need to know. And stop putting all them damn soaps and all that shit up there. You don't need all that. It's so burning yourself up, messing up your pH, (laughs) causing giving yourself these infections and stuff. Like it's just, and then these girls don't know that, and then the boys don't know it either, and the boys don't know that they can have a yeast infection too. It's just not present because you have an outer organ, and then you pass it to the next chick, and everybody got infections now. I'm I'm a share it's a little with y'all. I know like, it's private, like, but y'all know I'm an open book. Let me tell you something. I am a like my uh, Chuck will tell y'all. I when it comes down to my health, my vaginal health in particular, I don't play no games. I will shut everything down if I don't feel right down there. Period. Don't touch me. Don't come near me. I don't want nobody around me. Matter of fact, I'm about to go lock up by myself. Let me tell you something. We had a guest living in our house, and this is why I went from bar soap. Honestly, this is why I went from bar soap to, to body washes because we had a guest staying in our house, and unbeknownst to us, they took the bar of soap and washed their entire body oh with it without touching a rag. I have never oh, Jesus. in all of my life, and my keep in mind that at the time, I was like seven months pregnant with my son. 
I have never in my life ever had a yeast infection, STD, or anything of that nature. I woke up the next morning, my vagina was on fire. And I was like, I'm about to kill everybody in this motherfucker. I got up, and he was looking at me like he, he knew that I was coming from me. He was like, what are you attacking me for? Because I ain't do shit. What happened? I was like, you been with somebody? No, no, I saw all my life I ain't been with nobody. So what the fuck is wrong? So now I'm like, hold on. I'm recounting myself because I ain't been with nobody. What the hell did I do yesterday? Did I eat something that I went, that I don't normally eat? When my diet ain't trained, I went through everything. Come to find out I had contracted and gave him, on top of it, a whole yeast infection because that person used the, my bar of soap on their body. Because she was with somebody. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> no, the other person was with somebody. Somebody that was dirty, in fact. Like I said, but Did you know he, that you can pass on an infection even if you, even if a guy sleeps with a girl and doesn't even have anything, and she doesn't have anything. Just the mixture of two females' bodily fluids. Like, let's say he didn't clean himself fully properly, and just to know, there some men have a hole too. It's very tiny, but something can still be in there, especially if you don't pee it out and clean it completely like completely clean it out, you can pass that little piece of bacteria to the next chick you're sleeping with just because yeah, you rinse it off at the sink because you know you got to go home to your girlfriend. So you figure, let me just not take a full shower, just wash that area, but you didn't wash it that good. Then you go home and sleep with your girlfriend, and now she has some type of infection. It's not, a, it's not really an STD, but she has some type of bacterial infection because you just passed the DNA from that other chick to her. And it's like, it's like these, chick, these kids don't understand it. Like These kids are just like okay with passing it to each other. Like yeah. like they're sharing gum, like they're sharing Tic Tacs yeah. with each other. Yeah. Oh, would you like one too? Oh, I got yeah, you. Let's do it. Right. <laughs> and everybody got it now. The whole school got an outbreak of freaking the clap. What's and now you got a whole round of applause NBA walking boy? around the high school uh-huh. hallways. Ain't that his name? NBA young boy then slept with all these girls, including Floyd Mayweather's daughter, and got herpes and then passed it to at least two of them. And they all know they no, got it. He got a new baby on the way with a new chick, and I'm like, y'all are some. Girl, he got about five, six more babies on the way, but that ain't my business, though. <laughs> All right, we got, hold on, we got two things going on. Um, Shorty's actually listening to the show. She'll be with us Friday. Uh, we have a and, caller in um, and we run it out of time. Well, no, we got, we can extend it out a little. But um, Shorty said, hold on, I got to go back. Damn. Shorty said, yeah. Okay, Shorty said two things. She said, I agree. People should use their own soap to wash their ass. Then she said, safe sex. If you're going to roll dog, make sure just one person to get tested. There's no phone right now. E.T. is in the building with his late ass. <laughs> <laughs> right, hold up, hold up. What's good? I know you ain't come on late. Angel's about to beat that ass, boy. Rain ain't about to beat nothing. <laughs> she, she woke up and had that yeast infection. She was about to push your ass in the dirt. <laughs> <laughs> promise you I was going to kill him. I told him, I said, I'm going to the emergency room, and when they do this workup, if I got anything, for that man. <laughs> Yo, shout out to everybody. Yo, shout out to everybody that's watching on the book, and everybody that has tuned in, has tuned off. If you guys want to call up to the show, it's 516-387-1817. We don't really have much time left. I'm going to extend this out, like, maybe 10 minutes over. But um, so with that being said, let's roll into the third topic. Hold uh, on, hold on, GT. I think GT wanted to give his opinion on the second. Oh, go ahead. Oh, all I was gonna say was premarital sex is that's the best. <laughs> wow. You gotta know. Uh, you gotta why? know what you're getting yourself into. <laughs> you got. You gotta know what you're getting yourself into. 
But uh, I can agree with you only if the circumstances is if you were sexually active prior to your marriage, and yeah, I mean, I guess then premarital sex was for you. But aside from people that's been absent their whole life, then premarital sex that's is right. not something that they should get into. I, I say wait. It wouldn't be funny. If you ask them, they abstinent. But if you going against, if you want to be free and do whatever you want to do, I'm all in that category. Go for it. Just protect yourself while you're doing it, at least. I mean, cause right. Safe sex is the base, best sex. I mean, because like, cause like they said, people out here, they just, they just sticking. Niggas are sticking dicks in anything. Girls is giving coochie to anything, and they yeah. willingly and knowingly let something be wrong, and that dick or that coochie be sick, and they still want to pass it on. Speaking so no y'all good. be careful out here. <laughs> and coochie's coughing, and you still ignoring it. <laughs> <laughs> it's blowing its nose and shit, and they still want to get it away. That shit look like a whole blueberry. Oh, y'all, y'all niggas are still doing the. M- Listen. Mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. Like I said, my joke, my my joke was always, and I took it from the movie when it was like, "Oh, what you know about sex?" I know is I uh, I stick my thing in her, and nine months later, my nine months later, a baby comes. That was off of one, and then the other one, I think that was South Park where they were changing, they were changing their condoms, talking about, "Oh, I changed my condom. I just peed in my condom." Like what the <laughs> hell? Like what the hell? I remember that. <laughs> um. What the hell? Okay, rolling into topic three. It says, why do people feel like they're entitled to the result of something they didn't work for? And I'm going to give y'all background on that. When I say entitled to the benefit uh, or the result of something they didn't work for, is why does a person expect um, something that's, in my opinion, not there? So let's say I built a business and my money is flourishing. But all the while I'm trying to build my business and I'm asking you to help me promote my brand or just buy something from me, even if it was a dollar and you didn't, why the fuck do you feel like when I'm making millions that I got to break bread with you? You went down in the trenches with me. You watched me struggle and now you, you want to reap the benefits? Where the fuck they do that at? I, you you could have gave me a quarter. It was the fact that you sowed a seed into my plant or you thought enough of me to help me succeed and that would have been fine and sure as long as I got it you got it but I motherfuck you if you think the whole time I was struggling I couldn't get a, a I see you or a quick share or a quick dollar penny anything I couldn't get your help but now you want benefits or something what the fuck they do that at I totally agree you're damn right hell yeah if I, if I make it big and you ain't at least give me no motivation on the way. I ain't you ain't got to give me no money, no. Encourage me to keep me going, uh, help me out a little bit. You just totally sat there and didn't show no support. Hell no, you ain't getting shit. You kiss that goodbye. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a quick motherfucker. You. Um, what you thought this was? <laughs> uh, the the other side of this is why. Do y'all feel like, okay, so again, I'm going to shake a couple of trees, ruffle, ruffle a couple of feathers. You bum-ass bitches and you bum-ass niggas have nothing going for y'all selves, but y'all want somebody who's equally put together, who's 
totally put together when all you bring into the table is dick or pussy. Like, that's all you got to offer. But you want somebody who got their own house, good credit, et cetera, et cetera. I'm not saying that it's wrong to help that it's wrong to help build somebody up. But why do you feel like you entitled and that you deserve somebody out of your league? As somebody way above your stature. You're not even trying to get your shit together, but you feel like you deserve somebody who already got it together or got one foot in, in on the staircase and one foot down and you sitting at the bottom of the staircase waiting for somebody to carry your ass up. Why? Why you feel like you entitled to that? I have no idea. Is everybody still there? Yep, I'm here. Shit don't make no sense. All right, so let's 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 take final opinions and um, wrap up because um, uh, uh, I don't know what happened, but I think. You, you ain't do what you were supposed to do, Domino. <laughs> just tell the truth. Nah, I didn't. I went. To, I didn't. I usually extend the show out to ten, but I figured we was gonna be done at nine thirty. But um, he ain't catching in time enough to extend. But it. We're, we we're, apologize. We're, we're actually we're actually still we're actually still recording. But um, as far as live calling, so I don't want to boot us off the air to put us back on the air, and that's what I would have to do. So we're actually still pre we're actually still pre recording for the rest of the show. We good. <laughs> I'll just make that the open-ended question to start out with for the next show because I need some feedback and I don't give a fuck who offended by what I asked. But you motherfuckers feel like y'all entitled to shit that y'all didn't work for. And kiss my ass because black and white ain't got nothing to do with this. It's an in-general statement because I wish a motherfucker would come on talking about, oh, that's how black people feel in America. No, bitch, we work for everything we asking for. And if we didn't, our ancestors put their blood, sweat, and tears in. That's what we did. And everybody who don't like us is jumping on the bandwagon talking about their rights. And it's like, first of all, y'all just got here. So, you real cocky for somebody who just got to the party and want to complain. Like, I'm not saying what's happening to you was right because it's all dead ass wrong. However, we're not going to act like y'all put in the same amount of work we did. Come see us in about another 300 years and then we'll be on the same level. Because in my country, you know, well, I'm sorry to tell you this ain't your country. This this here is America, the melting pot of the world. However, us black people been fighting for years, so I need you to stand this one out. Let us accomplish our goal, and then we'll help you. Because where the fuck was you when we were struggling to begin with? You was over there watching. It wasn't with us shooting in the gym, right? So. At all. <laughs> You were sitting over there with them and mastering all them over there, trying to blend in with them and telling on us. Now you want our fucking help because they treating you like shit because they done used you up. Y'all, you guys are the new the new niggers. (laughs) (laughs) And now you upset. It's like, well, welcome to the party, motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) We been here. We was just waiting on y'all. Oh, what's that? What's the meme with the guy, the the transgender guy from the from the jail? He's like, I was waiting on you at the door. He kind of says, <laughs> <laughs> Oh Lord. Uh, but you know what? It's a pleasure to be who we are, and I love who I am. I love my people. I love everything about us. I don't dislike or hate anyone, or you know, none of that. But I just know who I am, and I'm proud of who I am. And like I said, the same people who dislike us and talk about how we're this and we're that and they don't want to be associated with us, 
And don't be associated with anything that has to do with us, including our family. At all. Stop trying to that. be Keep me. that same energy hey. all the time. I don't get how you can hate me so much, but in, in the same instance, you steady trying to be me. Mm-hmm. You love our culture. You love our time. music. You love our fashion. I'm sorry, what? I said, no, that's factual, and I say that shit all the time. Listen, there's you're you, and I'm me, that, and that's it. There is no sharing, and it's not about the personal people who got their heads talking about, oh, it's okay because they support our community. So what? No, they don't. They only support me without trying to be conditional. You can support me without trying to be me. Knock it the fuck off. That cult up there's a difference between putting up a united front and actually supporting someone. Actual support means you support behind closed doors when no one's looking and when Hello. people are looking, not just when it's convenient for you. That's like with Beyonce. I don't always agree with some of the stuff she do, but right now, uh, they going through it and everybody's always Beyonce because y'all seen all the ce- other celebrities actually broadcasting and talking about the help that they're giving these people. Meanwhile, in between times, she done she done she done donated and been over there in the trenches, spending millions to help these fucking people. It's just quiet. So because I ain't because you didn't see it, it, means it didn't happen. Right, that shit need to stop too. Stop doing stuff looking for approval from somebody else or looking for clout. When I do something for somebody, it's not that I'm looking for clout. It's that so one day if I ever was to be in that situation or if I'm in a messed up situation, I can be blessed. Mm-hmm. Looking for nobody or your children, on for that day. matter, because people act like what they do is just for them. You don't realize blessings and curses come on your children based on your behavior as well. The sin of the father fall upon the son. I say that all the time, mm-hmm. and I don't care how much you don't believe it. It come, it, it comes to pass. Absolutely, you remember, like you know, what's funny is I actually had this conversation with somebody. I don't remember who it was, but. They had a pretty hard life, and it was really messed up, and they went through some stuff. And I'm not saying that everything that everyone ever goes through is because of something their father or mother or grandmother or whatever did. But I wouldn't put it past it either. So when this person went through stuff, I said, you know what, let me just make a suggestion to you. I said, I don't know how spiritual you are. I think at the person, they believe that there was something out there. But I was like, whatever you believe, I need you to do me a favor. Go down and pray for your ancestors. I know it sounds crazy, but pray for your ancestors. Pray for your grandparents that passed away, everybody that died that you never met, even the people that are still alive, you don't know what type of life they led, pray over it anyway. Ask for forgiveness, and I promise you things will start changing. And then I promise you in about a year or two after I spoke to the person, I'm not saying that we never spoke to me in the between time, but I brought them back to the conversation they had and said, you know what, I'm not going to say everything's perfect, but things have actually made it change. And that just solidified my belief that I already thought that, you know, like you said, the sins of the father follow you. And I believe that a lot of the struggles they went through, obviously not the ones that they went through as a child because they couldn't help that, but I believe a lot of things that happened and a lot of things that were set in motion are because of the way their parents were. Their parents were pieces of shit. Their great-grandparents were pieces of shit. Somebody <laughs> else was a piece of shit, and some things have happened. And then all these crappy people raising other crappy people is causing issues with the future generations. And then they, Ooh, they couldn't figure out why, like, nothing they ever did seemed to work and, you know, all of this stuff. And turmoil and strife and then it wasn't until they realized that maybe it is something that they did and I needed to stop with me I'm not going to say it's, I'm not going to call it a curse per se but I'm just going to for lack of a better word I'm going to say generational curses are very real mm-hmm. them things be deep rooted but um, I mm-hmm. guess we're going to slide on up out of here 
Uh, I really enjoyed y'all for when I did walk in to the conversation. Y'all know I was late as hell too, but I mean, it is what it is. Um, this is your girl Rain. This is another episode of Real Life Spill. I am out. Thank you for listening. Uh, thank you for calling. Everything that you guys do, tell a friend to tell a friend and keep on listening. And I will make sure, because we'll be back here on Friday from 8 to 10. I'll make sure everything is correct. I'll actually have rain. Double-check everything. I'm going to double-check. I don't know about, <laughs> I don't know if me and Teray will be substantially in the building, because we'll be prepping for Saturday, but all right. They'll be here, because I'm going to need them. But, uh... <laughs> yes, sir. Hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> hopefully. You know, but if not, we'll work it out. Um, GT, you got any remarks? GT, what's your lady? Thanks for calling in. Sorry I was late. I thought we was going to 10, so my bad. Yeah, I... My bad baby to sleep. Yeah, I, I, I jacked it up tonight. I, that, yeah, it's just one of them days. It's just one of them days, all right? But whatever. Like I said, we still got to go on. We got the last We got the last of it pre-recorded, so if anybody wants to go back and listen, they can do that, and the whole show will be online after the audio is processed and whatever else that they do on the... On the backside. Also, thank you to all the people that actually sponsored the show. Because, you know, I never take time out to actually thank the people. So, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, you You're welcome. <laughs> well, as always, it's a pleasure, you guys. All right. I'll see I'm you on Friday. Our ladies podcast, which hasn't happened yet. But you know what? I can't. I, I, can't wait. I, I can't wait. I, I I can't wait till y'all start it because I actually want to be in the background and I, I want to see how it goes. You know, I might. I, I might pop. Well. I might pop. I might pop in there every now and again, pop shit and then leave. I think we'll start that in the new year, honestly, because then we'll fully okay. be stationary. To just move, so she she's still working on some things, and we we in the process of trying to move and stay solid in a move. So, I think the new year is the best because there's too many holidays. Yeah, 2020 was straight doo doo. This whole year was doo doo. When this yeah. whole shit of a year, this asshole of a year dies, bitch dies, then we will discuss <laughs> burning her to the ground and like yeah, burying her have, in some lava. Then we can have what I was trying to do a long time ago. We can have battle of the sexes. I've been trying to do it. Yeah, I tell you that no, wouldn't bro, even be fair. Like, why don't you just call it? Why don't you just call it an attempt at trying to hold your own against the women? Just call it that. Don't even call it that. <laughs> no, but I, I had, I had said I wanted to do like a show like that, just like just for fun, like not, no, no asshole type of shit. Because I try to. I tried a main chick versus a side chick show, and that didn't. That <laughs> I will not be a part of that because I'll be having fun running to kill somebody. I mean, it was very entertaining, but it, there was a lot of eat a dick thrown, so. And a lot of fuck yous and listen. <laughs> Good night. We out of here. We out of here. See y'all Friday. Take won't you come save us, catch up, and kill all these crackers? Lord, take our black asses out of here. Dang this motherfucker now. Take our black asses out of Never here. Never heard you a bitch, nigga. Take our black asses out of here.